Welcome, friends, to another episode of Knights of Evening Star, brand new D&D campaign here on the D&D Twitch channel. I am your dungeon master. Oh, I'm hearing myself. Uh, whoops, I forgot to mute myself there. That's very professional of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, I am your dungeon master, Mark Sherlock Humes uh, from the D&D Show High Rollers. And joining me are these lovely people. Who should hopefully appear. Uh, we have Mika Burton, Anna Prosler, uh, Shady Penguin and Nate Sharp. Nate wants to battle as well. Hello, my dear friends. It's been a week. How are you all? Can I just say how fantastic both Mika and Shady are looking in their stylish outfits today? Oh, oh thank you. Oh, oh wow. crazy. It's so oh, thank you. Where did you get those amazing shirts? I happened to get my amazing shirt at Cantrip brand dot can't can't brand.com yep that's so i also got my fantastic comfortable and form-footing hoodie at cantripbrand.com and as as it is 105 degrees here in los angeles california i am so light and cozy in my cantripbrand.com cropped tank top you can just ask me cantrip bit in at the beginning no it's influencer marketing mark yeah it was great and completely organic if you guys could remind me what your paypals are that's more money no problems at gmail.com thank you thank you uh excellent well after that wonderful uh brand sponsorship there from cantripbrand.com for all of your DD apparel needs uh we are here to play some dungeons and dragons if you're brand new if you're joining us for the first time uh this is a campaign set in cormir in the forgotten realms and it's a kind of kingdomy management building up uh campaign uh the folks these lovely folks and their characters have become nobles or advisors and they are now going to be taking on the responsibility of looking after a town called evening star and its associated keeps and the politics and all of that good stuff around it um i don't think that there is really much else to talk about except for a brief recap for what happened last time unless there's anything you guys want to bring up is there anything you guys want to mention anything we think you think we should mention uh did you already mention the podcast oh right anna you literally told me about this five <laughs> seconds before we started i mean we could do it at I the end too forgot. no i think it's worth we can do it at the end as well but i think it's worth mentioning now Listen, if you what, listen to this show, if you enjoy the show, please go and tell people that there is a podcast available for it as well. Lots of people are asking us, are you going to make a podcast for it? Are you going to make a podcast for it? The answer is yes. D&D have made a podcast for it. It's available on iTunes and Spotify. So if you can't watch live, if you can't watch on YouTube, if you want to listen to it in the car or a long, a long drive, grab it on those platforms and listen to the, the podcast uh, and check that out as well. And you can, I think you can follow and then you'll get all the latest updates and, and all of that good stuff as well. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast right now, good job. You're so <laughs> Five star review, please. Thank you very much. Uh, Nate's going to PayPal you some money. Uh, once you get so, what? <laughs> what? Uh, you heard us, Nate. Yeah. Uh, well, shall we play some Dungeons and Dragons? So we just jump yes, straight please. into it. Just Let's do get it. Back, get back in. Okay. So. The last time on Knights of Evening Star, you guys had infiltrated Starwatch Keep, the keep that is attached to the village of Evening Star and overlooks it. And it is basically the seat of your power. Um, it's, it's where you can live. It's where you can muster your troops. Um, it's where your townsfolk will go for protection. And it had been taken over by a bandit thug called the Thornhand. Thanks to some clever subterfuge, you managed to sneak your way into the main uh, bailey of the keep itself and had begun sneaking your way through 
making your way down into what appeared to be a large dining hall with a table laden with treasure. Uh, Tarkle and Marcel, uh, uh, Agnes and Azari all snuck down. And I believe it was uh, Tarkle, I think, who kind of made the initial uh, leap forward uh, to kind of investigate what was going on and discovered that the thorn hand you thought was there was an illusion and a battle ensued. Uh, the Thornhand himself appeared to be a very powerful fighter, supported by strange natural magics, and he was also accompanied by a mysterious woman with glowing green eyes and druidic-looking powers. Uh, you defeated them quite handedly, uh, but the woman's body kind of became this decomposed mulch of vines and moss and leaves, rather than leaving a physical body behind. Uh, and you were left with many, many more questions than answers. But the day was won, the battle was successful, and Star Watch Keep is now free uh, to be reclaimed. Still in need of some desperate repairs, um, but it has been reclaimed. And I think that we ended with um, Azara investigating some of the remnants that the mage had left behind. Uh, Marcel having a very quiet moment out by the campfire as Agnes and Tarkle retired to bed um, to get some much-needed sleep. Um, and yeah, you guys have just, you've taken a long rest, and I will now literally hand it over to you if there is anything you want to do. Um, go for it, Azara. Uh, so with my level up, I now speak Sylvan. I can read and write it. Um, right. okay. And I would like to know if now with that... Uh, <laughs> knowledge and extra skill i can see if there's anything else like that skull i think you said had sylvan on it or mm. yes. yeah the, the it was like a large deer skull and mm -hmm. there would be multiple runes carved in it both arcane in nature but there was also some sylvan carved onto it as well and there was also a large green gem that you would uh theorize might be part of some sort of scrying ritual or something similar the sylvan written on the skull uh it's old it's old language. Mm. Uh, it's almost uh, a lot of it doesn't make sense. It refers to rambling things. Uh, when the green fog descends, the land shall become one again. These kind of rambling prophetic phases, phrases. But one thing it speaks of is uh, it, you see a name repeated. Shadow uh, Briar, Shadow Briar, Shadow Briar, multiple times written over this. Um, you get the sense that Shadowbriar is either a person or a creature and is possessive of something, a treasure perhaps, um, another person. Uh, the phrases refer to uh, Shadowbriar will reclaim what is theirs, uh, what was stolen will be returned to Shadowbriar, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think All right. that's, that's the extent of, of what you can figure out from it. Um, what about everyone else? Uh, it is a brand new day. I'm pretty loose, by the way, with timing. So like, if you guys are like, we don't really have any plans. We just want to go back to the village and, and crack on with stuff. Then just say that and we can speed up time. I'm not going to you know play out our whole day unless there's something specific you guys want to do. So um, if there's ever sort of moments where you want to just speed things up, we can just do that. So... So we're we're planning on kind of like moving into this keep as our main home. 
Well, that's up to you. You So the way that the village is set up is you have the village. It has a few uh, buildings and businesses located there. Uh, there's a lot of outlying farms and orchards in, in the area that are respon your responsibility as well. You have an estate in the village. It's like a mansion or a manor house. But you also have the keep, and the keep is traditionally where the baron or baroness would reside it's where you would meet guests it's where you would host people if they came to visit because it's the most secure place in the region you know it's got walls and a gate and, and guards um certainly your troops uh including your blade captain Elissa, half orc knight of cormir they would live here and they would train here and they would practice here um but whether you guys live here is really your call uh it, it's up to you really um it would certainly be defying tradition not to stay here, uh, but it would also make you more vulnerable if, say, the village of Evening Star were to be attacked or if assassins were sent after you. It's obviously much easier to get into somewhere like a big open village than it is to get into a kind of defended keep. Well, I guess then if we're going to move in here, we should... Agnes would be, Agnes would be like about to leave to go pick mm -hmm. up her stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I imagine probably someone would remind her that she's supposed to send people to do that instead of like going and grabbing her own stuff and bringing it back. Well, I so, think that sounds to the rest of the party. Yeah, for sure. Do you mean you're like your belongings that we left back in the yeah. village? Mm -hmm. At the house. Cause we kind of like moved oh, yeah. in. Remember? Yeah. And Azara was like decorating and stuff, but we, it's like we moved in and then decided to switch houses. I don't think I started decorating yet, so no, yeah, definitely yeah. plans can change Making for this place. Making plans, yeah, no, yeah. No actual decoration because you'd only been there for a few hours, right? You'd, right? you'd literally arrived, had four hours to rest, and then you came straight to the keep. So you've you mm -hmm. know barely put your bags down at this at this stage. Um, uh, the troops are all gathered. You can see that the the unpleasant work of clearing out the bodies of those who were slain and fallen has begun. Um, Elissa is kind of coordinating that. You can also see that a rudimentary guard has been posted up on the walls. They're going through the equipment, taking inventory of everything. Uh, I imagine that actually when you guys wake up after your long rest that you took, uh, you would probably find Dusk, uh, the tiefling seneschal, this kind of purple-skinned tiefling with a little pointy goatee, uh, walks with a cane. Um, he's already here at the keep, and you can see that he is cataloging the vast amounts of treasure and goods that had been laden on the table um, in the bailey. Um, he's also had several uh, soldiers drag out, you know, big barrels of, of cider and ale, sacks of grain, and he's cataloging them all in a very exquisite-looking leather journal. Um, and he's he's writing and making notes on everything. Um, uh, if he sees any of you, it would be a proper kind of startled awareness, deep bows. Oh, my, my apologies, my good lord's ladies' council. Uh, I didn't want to wake you. Uh, I was just cracking on with taking inventory of what was recovered. Uh, are you are, are you well? Are any of you injured? Uh, you arrested? We're quite well. Thank you. Uh, we We hope we've done a great service as much as we can to this land town oh, place oh. most certainly my lady of course uh, uh, the word has already spread to some of the villagers uh, most were sleeping but uh, this morning there's been a lot of activity people are uh, overjoyed they're uh, very grateful uh, for what you've done i mean 
we were afraid that this would take weeks, 10 days to, to solve. And we've cleared out this bandit with no problem. Uh, there are some issues that I should probably discuss with everyone once everyone is ready. Uh, I have some updates uh, regarding uh, what was recovered, but also um, some matters from the village specifically. Uh, but I can assure you that you have done an incredible thing, not just for the people here, but for the region. Uh, I, I'm sure that the people of Arabel will be grateful to know that their merchants and traders won't be having problems with any bandits as well. Uh, something to perhaps consider uh, for the future. Uh, uh, Minister Marcel, Minister Azara, Lord Tarkel, uh, if you have any questions, please feel free. I'm obviously all, I mean, at the, all of yours disposal, not just the Baron and Baroness, but I'm here to assist anybody with any queries or questions or, or services you need. Uh, Dusk, seeing yes, as uh, your grace over here has turned over decorating rights to yours truly, uh, I was wondering how do we go about ordering drapes, beds, cupboards, furniture? <laughs> My lady, I'd be, I'd be honored to assist you with this. If you provide me with a list of what you're looking for, uh, I can make the suitable arrangements. I'll inform you of the prices, um, mm -hmm. and then you can make a final decision. You sign off before uh, we commit to any spending of, of village funds uh, or personal funds, if that's what you wish to spend. Mm -hmm. um, I should make a point that uh, until we can get a carpenter here in the village itself, we will probably need to send uh, somebody to Arabelle to collect furnitures, uh, furnishings, mm -hmm. drapes, for things like that. Um, it may cost a little bit more. It might take a bit more time, um, but that is certainly doable. Um, anything larger than furniture would be difficult. Uh, if we don't have our own local carpenter. Um, uh, but yes. Why is there no carpenter? Do we need to uh, recruit someone? Things like that, my lady, are certainly very useful to the village of Evening Star. Um, it's, it's tricky. Uh, often it's a case with craftsmen to find somebody who's truly skilled. I mean, I could send word to Arabelle and I could find some a second or third rate wood sharpener who can come and you know cut logs and cut spikes if we need them but to find somebody who truly knows what they're doing that can actually help benefit the village uh, they need to be somebody who's skilled such opportunities do come up and i will of course inform your grace uh, your grace is when that opportunity arrives um but yes, uh, that would normally involve a little bit of gold to spend, um, uh, as well as normally the construction of a workshop or something like that, that they can operate from. Um, but it is it depends on your own exploits as well. The more well-known you are in court and amongst Cormirian folk, uh, more people may come to Evening Star. As your own stories and legends grow, people will seek out Evening Star as a place to be. If, if the people here are happy and prosperous, more people will come. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, well, uh, there's a wall that needs to be rebuilt. And you said that a mason worker yes. has been kidnapped? Yes, my lady. This is, uh, uh, perhaps now is a good time for me to go through uh, the matters. Uh, M Minister Marcel, Lord Tarkal, is there anything before I go into this? Uh, I feel that this may take some time for me to explain the various issues. Uh, so if you have anything that you wish to discuss, please, now would be a, a wonderful time. No, this was the next thing on my mind. So please, for me, please carry on. <laughs> he looks at Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
doesn't get a response and just bows his head and continues. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I will go through perhaps the most pressing matters uh, and then um, we can decide what we want to do after I've discussed them all. Um, you're quite right, Minister, uh, Magister Azara, uh, Lord Tarkle. Uh, the town had a mason, uh, Dagmar Iron Eyes, a dwarven woman, very, very skilled, very, very uh, good at what she does. Um, a few days before the Thorn Hand arrived, her and a few of her, uh, her stone cutters, they traveled north into the Tempest Valley. It's not too far from here. Um, they had found a site to build a quarry, uh, something that would be incredibly useful to Evening Star. It would provide us stone to rebuild fortifications and buildings, but also some income as we sell uh, surplus materials. Uh, the problem is, we never heard back from them. I, I dispatched a young man to try and find them, but they haven't returned either. And then the next thing we knew, this thorn hand was giving us problems and, well, I've not been able to do anything since. Uh, whether you want to investigate this yourselves or perhaps send uh, Sir Elissa, Lady Elissa and her troops, that is your decision, of course. But it is something that, well, until we can get Dagmar back, I'm afraid that repairs to the keep's walls will, well, they just won't progress. So we could try and hire somebody else, but it will take significant time and, and gold as well. Um, on the subject of gold, there is some good news. Uh, I've made a ledger of what we recovered uh, from the Thornhands raise, and I can tell you that there is approximately uh, 3,000 golds worth of assorted coins and trade goods. Um, there are several pieces of jewelry and fine clothing, each worth about 25 gold. Uh, I also discovered a box of potions, four of them um, in, in total, as well as a very expensive lyre worth about 100 gold. Now, comparing this, Lady Crown Silver, if you'll forgive me, you asked me to provide to come up with a list of the things that had been stolen and taken from the townsfolk. Yes, uh, I, looking at this, approximately fifty percent of the gold and trades good is of the people of Evening Star. Whether you wish to return this is your decision. These are your spoils of battle. Uh, we can return them to the people, and I will tell you that they will be grateful and, and gracious. But you could also use this money to build infrastructure, to hire more troops. Uh, it could be very valuable to you. Uh, I can't say what for, but th this is unfortunately a decision for the four of you to make, uh, how you wish to distribute these funds. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you did also come with a small bursary from the crown, uh, but I'm not sure that that will be enough to, well, fully outfit the town and the village as you see fit. Um, the repairs themselves will take significant time. There's also quite a lot of damage in the village itself. Uh, and without any, many of the strongest laborers and the, the miners and the, the soldiers, well, they were killed by the thorn hand. Uh, so it will take us some time to get that back up and running as well. I know that the, the tavern in particular was very badly damaged by these thorn hands. It probably won't recover on its own, um, but the building is still there. Um, there is one other matter, and I'm sorry for the rather dour subject. Um, <clears throat> I'm afraid that word has already reached some of the villagers that you've made the decision to capture some of the bandits, uh, to imprison them. Um, the people of Evening Star are very angry at these thugs. They lost people. People died. People were beaten. Um, their livelihoods ruined. They want justice these people by law of Cormier should be executed. Um, and the people, well, they feel that imprisonment is, shall I say, 
too kindly of a punishment of a fate for these individuals that plagued on their on their hard work uh, that is something that you may wish to consider amongst yourselves as well how you wish to proceed with these prisoners we currently have several of them um, in the village and i believe that lady Alyssa has several more here from the battle last night what you wish to do with them well that's in your hands and then kind of gestures to the four of you to discuss uh, you are alone apart from dusk there's nobody else here um, so if you did want to speak in private you could just send dusk away well i'll just say no town of mine is going to have a strict death penalty like that am i right she looks for approval at everyone maybe for villages that live in the town but these were bandits and perhaps i didn't think of how it would affect folks of evening star to bring them in i'm new to all this so I, I i was just thinking you know they could change they could they could help us perhaps they could rebuild the tavern in my experience if you don't mind me speaking um, entrusting vicious outsiders who have pillaged and murdered their, the ones of, of their own in the town to rebuild such a beloved structure is probably not the way to win the villagers' hearts. I don't think they would be very happy seeing a group of bandits anywhere near what they hold dear. Mm, perhaps. I think if we're going to try to turn tradition on its head, but with potentially returning the gold back to the villagers. I feel like past persons in opposition would keep it. Uh, taking in bandits and, and changing their ways, I, I think we'd have to do it all at once. We'd, I think that decision can wait until we, we rescue uh, Dagmar from the quarry. We, we need to prove ourselves. We did this very swiftly, and I think if we can prove our worth, then the changes we want to make will be a little more welcomed. Dusk was saying that... Uh the money potentially should be used for reconstruction. Perhaps we could um, give the villagers a choice that if uh, they want their, their just returns, they certainly are entitled to them. But if they would like to set them forth to use in rebuilding the town, if they have enough to go around, then we could use it to rebuild. I have to agree with Lady Crowns over here. Um, seeing as the villagers are enamored by our acts. Um, I think that also Lord Crown Silver has a point. We go, we rescue a beloved Mason. We bring her home and pose the question. They have no choice but to say, of course. I mean, what would they rather have? Their 50 gold or a tavern? Well, in some a cases they may need the 50 gold to eat and I certainly wouldn't want to make them feel any kind of pressure. The decision is, of course, all of yours. Uh, logistically, um, I'm happy to coordinate that. I can spread word around uh, once you return uh, to, to get this messaging out, to ask people what they would like to do. Uh, this may be, this will be very new for a lot of people here, being asked what they would like to have done. One thing I will make a point of, uh, within the next few weeks, we will need to have a discussion amongst the, the four of you. The four of you will need to discuss uh, the tax rating for the season. Um, this is perhaps a, a, a time when you could offer uh, a lower or higher tax uh, in exchange for some of these services that you, have, uh, you are offering. Um, another thing to consider, but that doesn't need to be decided for at least another 10 day. So uh, that can wait. Uh, but I'm certainly happy to 
put the messaging out there that uh, that this is an option. Uh, like Lady Crown Silver says, quite a few of the villagers, this livelihood will be their their money for eating through the winter and and the you know making sure that they have new tools for the harvest. Um, I'm not sure all of it would be reinvested back into the treasury, but I do believe that is in gratitude for what you've done. Some of it would certainly be given back. Um, also, the coins and things like that, 50% of that belongs to villagers, but certainly things like the, the beautiful loot, the jewellery, the fine clothing, the potions, they must have been from a local traveller. I, I don't have any record of them coming from the village, so those are yours to, to keep and do with as you wish. As, as is uh, 1500s worth of the gold, most of it came from uh, travelling merchants or folks coming in from Arabelle, so uh, you will still have some to do with as you please. Perhaps I could learn the lyre and I could offer concerts for improving morale in the city. Whatever you wish to do, my Baroness, of course. <laughs> I'm happy to facilitate that. Uh, uh, we have many festivals in Evening Star. Um, uh, there will be many opportunities for celebration in the future. Uh, having a beautiful, uh, noble lyrist would be a wonderful little uplifter, I'm sure. A delightful moment uh, for the town. I, I'm no bard, but I fancy myself a musical person. I cannot wait to hear it, my lady. Um, where are the, like, above game, where are the potions? Are they... Uh, if you ask for them, Dusk literally rummages around in, like, and he, you can see... <laughs> You can see that the previously, when you came in here the previous night before, the, the table was just laden with just coins and everything was just a mess. Mm -hmm. It has been incredibly organized and neatly put away. Piles, sacks, all the sacks have had like little parchments attached with string denoting how much is in each one. It's, it's incredibly organized. Um, and he procures a small lacquered box. Um, and he brings that out and he shows it to you, uh, lifting it up. And inside there are four vials. Uh, two of them are a mint green in color uh, with almost tiny uh, little flakes inside of it. Um, can't quite make, make out what they are. Uh, almost like little stones, uh, little flakes. Um, one of them is a very deep crimson red. Um, and the, the other one is a more of a pale pink color. Um, can I do like an arcana check or do I like know what these are you don't need to do an arcana check but if you oh, spend wait. like an hour like just examining them or even 10 minutes if you just okay. spend like 10 minutes like testing them and sort of examining them you can work out what they are yes uh, I, would like I will to tell you it. now there are two potions of climbing uh, a potion of healing regular and a potion mm -hmm. of healing greater okay so you may distribute those as you see fit seeing as you are the magister I think that magic items fall under Azara's purview um um i think for now i she'll just keep these on my person and distribute them as we see fit for the moment um no no use jumping putting the cart before the horse if everyone is agreeable to that i'm down are you are you feeling blue you're down tarko what? Oh, i i mean i i, I right? might need to lie down for a bit after uh my my brain is a little frazzled huh? tarko just goes dope <laughs> <laughs> so the most pressing matter for the villages would be for us to rescue dagmar and any stone cutters so, uh certainly uh, 
I, I should make it clear. Uh, the villagers will obviously be very glad to hear that you've rescued a member of the village, but I feel that Dagmar's true value is to yourselves. Um, she is an excellent stonemason. Having her will allow us to rebuild the keep faster for cheaper. It will allow you to build additional buildings for cheaper and faster in the future. It will provide some income each season. Uh, that is very valuable. Something like a, a true world-class stonemason is exceptionally valuable to you. Um, but well, yes. surely we're not focusing on her simply because of her value. She has inherent value as someone we should rescue. Certainly, we all agree on that. Of course, that's why, that's why her. I didn't... Go ahead. I, I was mostly focused on her value with her work, personally. Well, you should think about that and, and maybe change your moral compass. Hmm. Perhaps I might. My Agnes looks very pleased to... at how that conversation yeah. went. Yeah. <laughs> That's She's very like, rare yes, that you're good. like, you should change your values. And someone's like, okay, maybe I will. <laughs> Whether or not it's genuine, Agnes doesn't yeah. care. She's just like, no. he said yes, I'm in. Um, Dusk just looks at you as like, it is not my place to make those judgments, my lady. I am merely here to provide you with the information. That is not my decision to make. My, if you ask me my personal opinion, I'm happy to give it. But I speak purely from my role as Seneschal here. Um, so I can give you the rough directions. Uh, we know that the quarry location was somewhere to the north. Um, uh, my hope is that there may be some clues or tracks or evidence of what happened to Dagmar up north. Um, if you wish to take some time, uh, if you need supplies, we can do what we can. But obviously, people are just starting to get back on their feet as well. Uh, perhaps the potions will be useful. By all means, take those. I will have everything uh, prepared. I will divide the treasury, make sure that it is secured somewhere here in the keep, um, and I can get to work on those other matters as you wish. Uh, do you have anything else for me, my good Lord's Ladies Council? Uh, Azara is just going to start slowly sliding towards the pile of dresses <laughs> and just, just sure. kind of start like, like if they're in a neat pile, just kind of like rifling through them. Just, it's just yeah, real absolutely. subtle. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a, um, it, it's like a big mix. There's uh, a couple of, um, you know, various different nobles outfits uh, mixed in here. There is some for a gentleman, some for a lady, um, lots of things like shawls and scarves, maybe not full dresses, mm -hmm. but lots of kind of accessories. There's also quite a lot of jewelry, mm -hmm. um, little statuettes, earrings, necklaces, um, there's about seven pieces of everything, like, you know, all mixed together. And they're all worth about 25 gold each. So seven seven different luxury items. And you may choose what those are. I'm, I'm happy for you to be like, I get a furl shawl and it's really nice. And I'm like, sure, that's one of those pieces. So I think the, I uh, the dragon in Azara will take like, will kind of like read the room while she's picking them up to see if anybody stops her. And like put on like a ring or two. And then if there's a fur shawl, she'll pilfer that as well. I think Agnes also is going to kind of like side eye over and be like, is there anything kind of fiery or maybe like, like a bird? I feel, I feel like hopefully there's something feathery. Azara sure, will just like yeah, slide yeah. it across like girl bonding, like real subtle girl bonding as they're shopping together. <laughs> okay, so while you two are doing that, what are Tarkle and Marcel doing? Tarkle's just like he's he's just he's just actually glaring at them, I think. Uh, what? Okay. what? Like actually actually throwing weight. He's like What mm. what's wrong? Do you have something in your eye, Tarkal? No, nothing in my eye. Would you would you like 
to wear some jewelry? No, I don't need to. I don't need to wear any of that. We have we have things we need to do. You're so right. You're absolutely right, Tarkal. My apologies. Let's let's get moving. Yes, this this mason sounds useful and what was it? Valuable as an individual. Yes, valuable as an individual, exactly. Yes. Right. Zara gives it like a sarcastic golf clap. <laughs> Yeah, I think Dusk is also kind of like his eyes flicker to Marcel as he says that, and there is a kind of like, uh, hmm, I, I see. Uh, and then he Dusk bows his head, uh, and yeah, he can quickly basically give you directions and point you in in the way that you need to go. It's quite easy because it's mainly there is a river that flows alongside Evening Star, um, and that you just follow that north basically that leads into the valley it's where it, the river comes from um and yeah uh, unless there's anything else you guys begin that journey and it, it's going to be a couple of hours at most you know traveling basically into the hills uh like most of cormir it is this beautiful pastoral grassland for a long time for maybe like the first sort of like hour and a bit uh, but then you begin to see the storm horns these huge snow-capped mountains deep purple far in the background and before that you get to those, there are big, steep hills that begin turning into this kind of um, rich purple earth uh, that kind of spreads all around the area. Um, the river begins to fork and split um, and leads off into various like little micro canyons and things like that. Uh, and within a couple of hours, you come across what would have been the site of a quarry. You can already see that stretches of the, the stone has been marked out by ropes and pitons. Um, you can see that a couple of tents have been pitched. There's even the remnants of an old campfire. Um, but that's it. That's all you find initially when you first arrive. Um, the river babbles and rushes nearby. Um, there is bird song in the air. Uh, what do you guys do? um uh how fresh how fresh does the does the campfire look like i want i want to go over and look at the campfire um i'm trying to think so i wonder how how good a zara would be at just knowing something like how old is this campfire why don't you make a survival check for me yeah that's a big yikes (laughs) (laughs) uh oh i rolled a 19 and it's plus zero (laughs) so nineteen. okay yeah, I think it's probably more to do with, I mean, you tell me, but I imagine it's more with Azara. It's like you can see how much the wood has burnt. Mm. You kind of have that sorcerous connection of like, hmm, yes, this has been burning for some time. I mean, this this campfire looks like it's, you know, 10 days, you know, 11 mm. days old. It, it's quite past now. Um, but as you're investigating the campfire, you do begin to get this really strong stench of decay. Um, like rot and putrid putrescence um and you think it's coming from one of the tents oh god does it specifically smell like a dead body like azara would know what a dead body smells like but it's more than just the rot of a corpse like there's there's a there's a foreign smell mixed in there as well okay well knowing that i'm going to back up a lot and cast Mage Hand to go investigate, like to lift open the flap of the yeah, tent. So you see this draconic claw summoned through the air and it pulls back the um, the flap of one of these tents. And yeah, the straw, the smell, everybody now smells this. <gasps> the, the scent kind of wafts out and it is this sickly putrescence. 
and you don't see much the the body that is in there is quite deep in but you do see one leg um the kind of loose linen trousers have been ripped and torn at the bottom and the raw leg uh, that is kind of remaining is covered in these thick yellow boils and blisters the skin is raw um disfigured almost uh, partially melted you might even say Ew. Welcome to my D&D games, everybody. I oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this anything I've seen before? Um, hmm. I mean, you tell me how much interaction with poison has Azara had? Not much. More okay. magic. Mm. More magic. This doesn't look like a spell. I'll tell okay. you this. Azara okay. is a trained magister, is a war wizard of Cormir. Mm. This was not the work of magic. This looks natural, like the something of a beast, something that could spew acid or poison, perhaps. Um, the boils and the blisters would kind of match that sort of effect, um, just from what you can see. If you try and get closer, the smell becomes more overwhelming, but you might be able to get a better look at the body. Uh, well, knowing that uh, Azara would wave over Agnes and be like, Lady Crown Silver, I'm, I apologize for the scent, but I think this, this may be more up your alley. It seems more natural, not magic. If you can stand it, can you tell what has happened to our poor friend here? I definitely am like, you know, the beast kind of person. So should I roll medicine or perception? um i think i don't even think you need to make a roll on this Agnes. Okay. you know you have trained in nature you have like well you've learned about the natural world you have studied as a druid um and when you peek in i mean in fact give me just like a con save oh no closer to this thing i mean it is putrid it is just an absolute vile experience as you get closer to the tent i rolled a get. seven so yeah, I think that there is, you You physically have to pull away. As you get closer and you're about to look inside, you have to pull away and step to the side and you can feel bile like rising up and, you know, whether you actually manage to kind of keep it together or retch, I'll leave that to you. But you basically, you just can't stomach looking in this tent. It's, it's just too unpleasant, um, the stench. Can I um, look around and find like maybe some leaves to make like some sort of like maybe soak the edge of my garment to put over my face to make some sort of like protective mask sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh so you can like run off to the river and sort of like soak your your you know a pit of your sleeve that you tear off something to hold up against your nose maybe use a little bit of druidic magic to kind of scent it with you know strong floral smells um and this time when you return and, and marcel Tarkle and, and azari are watching this um, this time you manage to kind of stomach it as you look in. You can see it's the body of a very, they probably would have once been quite a strong, healthy looking individual, but now their body is just desiccated. You know, it's rotten. It's turned into a kind of like putrid corpse, but it's not just the blisters and the boils. You can see that whatever killed this man or this person, this huge claw mark down its chest. I mean, the, the claws must have been sort of like five inches long and they've just torn through flesh and bone. Um, and then the whole body is just covered in these blisters and the burns. And looking at it, this is definitely some sort of natural poison, like a really intense poison that has almost acted like an acid and, and contacted with the skin 
causing it to erupt into these blisters and things like that. Have I ever seen any animal cause marks like this? This is not a natural animal. This would not be like a beast, like a bear or a wolf or anything like this. This must be a monstrosity, something like, you know, you've heard of things like, you know, uh, trolls or wyverns, that kind of creature we're, we're talking about here. This isn't just like a natural animal. Mm -hmm. I relay that to the group. No, no natural creature caused this. Are there any footprints, like clawed footprints on the ground around us? I know you said it's been like 10 days since there was a fire, but... Yeah, it has been a long time, but, you know, there is tracks. Uh, even though it's oh. been a long time, it looks like the earth here is very soft, but also whatever moved here has left some sort of secretion that has tinged the ground. Um, and it, and you, you, Zara, you notice that it's not, it, it's not one set of footprints. It's one very large set of clawed footprints that have kind of raked at the ground, left these indentations. And then there's maybe like three or four, five, you're not quite sure of the number, but tiny, tiny little, little pads, like, uh, like three circles, like a little dog print, like dog paw print. And that's what's left this like sticky kind of strange smelling secretion. And they, they trail off further north. Um, looks like they're heading towards uh, where the, the river actually intersects into the steep valley where there's these big kind of hills and mountains and things like that. So they're two separate like sets of tracks, the doggy ones and the, in the same ones? direction. They're two or is it like an animal that had like front claws and back paws? two different you imagine that this must have been different creatures the size difference okay. and things like that like these these little tiny secreted things are tiny they're little okay. tiny little things oh uh, cute little slug puppy <laughs> yeah like it's weird to kind of put it down i think like yeah zara you just you just don't recognize what this creature could be i mean the big thing is big it's you know large creature clawed very tall um, but the little ones just yeah no idea um, uh, I find think... as well just looking around the camp if anybody else looks around things like the mining equipment is all gone you don't see any pickaxes you don't see any sort of um, you know and anything really or like chisels or anything that would be used by a mason you know as far as you know that all seems to have been gone as well taken I would turn to the boys since they're they're there and I would say um, aren't you too adept at hunting and tracking I think this is more up your your alley. <laughs> These two. They just stand there. <laughs> they just stand there in silence, looking at you. We should we should follow those tracks. See where I led to. Is this really our concern right now? I thought we're after the quarry. Well, the we have to find our Mason, who's clearly been taken by whatever this is. This, this be, do I, okay, do I, having lived in the woods, do I think that this beast took prisoner masons? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, if it's like an animal, yeah, I mean, an animal's not going to take a prisoner, it's just going to eat them. If it's what Agnes said, where it's maybe something like a bit more intelligent, like a magical creature, 
than they would. You've you've lived in the King's Forest and you know that there are strange magic monsters that live in there that you have been told stories by your dad about all sorts of things that can come out of the wood. Red caps that come and steal children away, hags, green hags that will pretend to be beautiful women and lure men to their deaths. Um, You've heard about uh, wyverns, you know, these these huge drake-like beasts with poison stingers um trolls all sorts of nasty things can live in the the natural wildlands around here it's what makes the people that live in the king's forest quite a tough stock um because they have to kind of tend to this these dangers um so yeah if it's okay so, those... so, so so then tarkal knowing all of that that uh shady <laughs> definitely definitely knew um he would just <laughs> agree with marcel I mean. yes you're, you're definitely right perhaps perhaps this is where we can find dagmar and you think, um, Taco, you think that you could easily follow these tracks. You are, you've practiced hunting with your father. You know, the others maybe not have, don't have that hunting skill, but you could follow these tracks easy. Uh, you don't even need to make a roll for it because this is what you've done as a kid growing up. Sweet. Then uh, I totally want to do that. And I say, I can totally follow these tracks because it's what I did growing up. <laughs> I, put my, I put my hood up and I start getting to work tracking these tracks. Sure. Yeah. So uh, with Tarko leading the way, unless there's any objections or anything else you guys want to do, you can just basically motor. You, you can just follow these tracks. They lead you deep um, following along the river. They stick quite close to the river, the tracks. Um, at points, they disappear into thick reeds and mar- and almost like a, not quite marshland, but shallow water. And then they reappear on you know the same bank, but further down. You kind of have to look around for a bit and then you realize the tracks have they've obviously gone in the river for a bit and then come back out onto land which is strange uh, there's definitely some oddities here um you find along the path as you're going one half eaten arm uh it appears to be maybe it'll belong to a, a very muscular woman um and the arm has been torn off and the muscle has been chewed at and eaten the bone crunched and broken and then it's been discarded um and it's just kind of rotten away in in some underbrush uh the tracks continue on and after about two three hours you come to um a kind of plunge pool connected to the river um and there is a small waterfall that flows down from the tempest valley itself and forms into the larger river and you can see that there is a series of caves dotted around this plunge pool and there particularly there seems to be one behind the the waterfall and the tracks basically lead up to the plunge pool and then they vanish, um, having waded through the water. So whatever whatever was here has gone into a cave nearby. Is there any indica- indication of which direction that cave would have been? Or uh, Judging by the angle that the, the tracks kind of approach the pool, um, you suspect that if they carried on straight, they would have gone into the one behind the, the waterfall itself. It does seem to be the most secluded and the most protected from predators. If you were sort of thinking of, you know, where would I hide if I was like an animal or if I was out here, you know, by myself, where would I choose to try and camp? Are we going in, Tarkal? Uh, I mean, I believe this is where the animal had went or whatever, whatever we're tracking right now. Uh, I suppose it's going to be a bit dark in there. So anything you can do to whip up some light for us once we're in? <laughs> Fire spirit. Okay. I think the fire spirit does shed light. 
yeah, naturally. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Even if it doesn't say it does, I'm going to send you <laughs> okay. at least some. Um, you will need to kind of like wade through this plunge pool. It's not deep. It would probably come up to your waist for most of you um, and then pass under the waterfall. But yeah, then you can easily just climb up into <clears throat> the cave system. No problem. I'm going to uh, get my sword ready and also okay. uh, detect evil and good and just have that going uh, for the next 10 minutes. Cool. Read that out for me, Nate. Just like the description. It's not a spell I know super well off by. For, uh, for 10 minutes, concentration. You know, if there's an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, and is are you channeling that through the spell, or is that like a, a, your thing? Through the sword, sorry, or is that through a, sword. a yeah. muscle as well? So, yeah, so you hear the voice uh, echo from the sword. Um, Oh, yeah, yes, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Uh, well, I'll keep a sense out uh, for it um, or, or whatever that, that's around here. Yes, I, I can do that. No problem. Uh, and you, know, you feel the sword kind of sending out these pulses of magic, um, mm -hmm. almost like an echolocation, like this pulse, and then nothing back, pulse, nothing back. Um, cool. And you continue the concentration on it. Uh, if Tarko leads you through, you wade through the, the pool. It's icy cold uh, as you wade through it, but uh, you pull yourselves up and you see that the cave system turns into a narrow set of tunnels. Um, and with the fire spirit kind of flickering, casting this dull orange glow, reflecting off these you know, polished stone walls, um, you can just about hear, I think, Agnes and Marcel with your super high perceptions, you can hear what sounds like chirping like this kind of noise uh and then there's almost like a like a croaking yeah like a croaking noise yeah coming from it's it's echoing down the tunnel which is why you can hear it but it's further down in I know that we're not expecting uh, natural creatures, but can I roll a nature check to see if those indicate any kind of like genus of species? I don't think I mean, it's, frog? I don't know, whatever I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it was a frog's croak. Like, you don't even need to make a roll. It was definitely like a. Well, what a about the chirp? The chirping was weird. It wasn't a bird and it wasn't a mammal's chirp. chirp. It, it, it wasn't a sound I don't think you would have heard before. I don't think it's something that Agnes would be familiar with. I've never heard a chirp like that before. There was definitely a frog. There was definitely a frog in there as well. The other one was definitely a frog. In yes, case anyone was wondering. We're fighting Grinninja. Agnes's voice does echo a little bit down <laughs> down the, the hall as you speak. You kind of hear the words echo a little bit. Um, I send then... um, my fire spirit kind of like flying slowly ahead. Yeah, shedding sure. light on the cavern and I continue pressing forward as long as everyone's okay. coming with me. Everyone else backing her up? Yep. yep. So <clears throat> it doesn't take you long. There's maybe about 60, 70 feet down through this corridor and you emerge into a small chamber. There's a couple of dull pools, stalagmites and stalactites hanging from the wall. Um, quite a large open chamber, maybe about sort of 60 feet wide, 60 feet long. Um, on the other side of it, you can see that what once would have been a natural kind of um, archway in the stone has been covered with thick vines and moss that's been ha that's now growing and hanging down like a curtain over a doorway. Um, and it's been sort of purposely stuck there to grow and, and fill this archway. And then scattered around the pools within this chamber are a 
are creatures. Uh, you can see little shrines made out of driftwood and mining supplies. They've almost been put together in a loose temple-like format and sitting around kind of chirping and croaking and making noises in the direction of this wooden shrine are five little frog people. Uh, one of them Yay. is red and four of them are green and they look they whip round when they hear you guys approach and they begin babbling kind of uh, to each other pointing at you and then they look back to the shrine and then like Ewoks there's a definitely an Ewok vibe <laughs> if Ewoks were tiny frogs um, and right. you can see that they've got weapons. They have like little spears. It looks like they've found like broom handles and they've stuck like old rusted knives to the top tips of them by, you know, vines and moss and seaweed. Um, you can see that there are a few eggs in these pools um, as well that are, are, are kind of glowing and, and uh, filling up the space. But these, these things, they, they don't seem frightened of you. Um, they seem kind of curious that you're here um one of the the big red one the the red one is a bit larger than the four green ones um and it kind of prods one of them uh and it chirps to it in this strange language <laughs> we, that that's Many not a language i love how the four of you are just like <laughs> what <laughs> um, well, marcel, marcel I... just have any of you seen a mason in these caves? Oh my God. <laughs> Speak now, honestly. The red one turns around and it puffs up its little chest and its cheeks swell. I don't know what it said. I don't either. And I don't think that uh, speak with animals would help in this situation. These are clearly humanoids. <laughs> The red one kind of jabs towards you with its spear. It's like making this sort of gesture, like. I've got my sword out. I just kind of like yeah, but... knock the spear away. It, it kind of like <laughs> jumps back. It leaps back and it, you can see that its leap is very, you know, powerful. It like jumps mm -hmm. back several feet uh, and it kind of like it points towards Marcel and you can see the I, four I... little green ones are now like, oh, and they're getting little blow darts ready. No, I motioned for him to put his sword down. Marcel, stop that. You're threatening them. Mm. I'll sheath my sword. I have to the, hold the, my hands up and try one, to calm him down. kind of nods its head and like plants its spear firmly. It <laughs> he, he thinks he's won. He's won a battle. Um, and the four little ones chirp <laughs> to each other. Um, quick question. Hmm. With message, mm -hmm. does that defy language barriers? I oh yeah, because it's telepathic. It does, but even though it's what... telepathic, it doesn't well, say anything about it. Doesn't say at all. No, uh... it just says you point a finger toward a creature within range and whisper a message. The target, only the target, hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. So I think that yeah, by the because it's not telepathic, it's basically you are physically With whispering, and then it yeah. hears it, and then oh. it can reply, but nobody else can hear it. So it's not telepathic. So yeah, you can try it, and it just you just hear like a the red one sort of looks around, looks at you, and then it sends back. <laughs> um, 
this this archway that's behind yes. them right um yeah it's kind of they're off to the side if you've got like a big spherical imagine like a big round 60 foot chamber mm-hmm. they're off to one side where they've built this wooden shrine um and you can see there's kind of looking at the shrine it's all sorts of like random bits of wood and stuff have been stuck to it but they're definitely shrine is the best way to describe it right uh, that's off to one side the curtained archway is directly opposite where you've come in um, and you think you can see like another short corridor uh like a stone tunnel leading away from that um immediately head to that so when they see marcel moving towards it uh the the little frog kind of jump 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 quickly try and get in front of him and they're like i'll just walk through (laughs) okay uh yeah you just push through um marcel when you get to the curtain and you kind of push it away and step through can you make a con save for me please Uh oh oh jesus (laughs) interesting not one oh (laughs) so as you brush the the moss because it's quite thick there's this thick moss and vines and you kind of brush it away to move through it and it kind of you know crosses crosses your face and skin you realize it's covered in this thick, sticky substance that is invisible uh, when you touch it. Um, and it's sickening. It, it's Physically, it makes you feel ill as it touches your skin. Uh, you're going to take, oh, not a lot, six points of poison damage as it's just like, and you feel it sting. And, you know, this it leaves like this sore rash all over your, your skin as it touches you. Um, and one of the little grungs, the little green, sorry, the green frogs, um, attempts to run past you deeper into the cavern. What do you do? I'll turn back to the party. It's like, don't touch those. And I'll just keep okay. walking. Okay. Uh, so the little grung kind of hop, 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 hops ahead of you. Um, what do the rest of you guys do as Marcel now sort of like moves about 60 feet ahead through this this curtain? Uh, well, first seeing the fact that the curtain hurt him, I'm going to summon my mage hand again and have it pull back all of the curtain so we can walk through it okay. nice yeah nice that's great yeah so you pull it aside as the rest of you start making your way through it the little red frog and the three remaining frogs just begin chanting you hear like quiet <laughs> quiet 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 and then Marcel, as you reach the end of this corridor and your quiet kind of echoes through, you see where well, you hear it first. You hear this deep guttural. Come, little miners. And I would like everyone to roll initiative for me. Ooh. Hey. Marcel just replies, yikes. <laughs> i got an 18 total 18 total for azara marcel 15 from oh, oh 15 no no you, you if you've got it just tell me 15 for agnes 15 for Agnes. who next 18 18 for marcel 14 for Tarkle. 14 okay so Azara, you here, you're the first one to kind of react. And back sort of as you guys are just making your way past this curtain, you hear this bellowing, guttural, nasty voice echoing out. Um, 
and you see the three little creatures behind are bringing up these blowpipes and these spears, and now they look like they're going to attack. What would you like to do? Okay, so I'm I'm in the room with the little the little demon. So boys. I think you guys had yeah separated the curtain. You'd moved right. up to it. You're you're in that big open space, but right, right. at the curtain. Gotcha. Marcella's moved about sort of thirty feet down into this corridor. Ahead gotcha. Of um, these things are like five, you know, like 10, 20 feet behind you. Oh, behind? Yeah. Like okay, side. right, 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 right. Yeah, the um, they're, they're, yeah, you know, what nearby. configuration do they happen to be in? They're all in like a little line um, mm, facing towards you. Facing towards um, me. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, now, how far are, are they from us? Uh, like 20 feet. Okay, like okay. 20 feet. So like cool, if you cool. had like a you know 20 feet from you and then they're all in a line a, a, a line in front of you but not like a line uh-huh. uh, horizontally like they're kind of like a little shield line gotcha gotcha so hypothetically fireball would not hurt any of us it would only hurt them yeah fireball would definitely hurt all of them okay well 100%. i feel like that's a little too mean um all right then i'm going to cast a dragon's breath at the third level on myself Okay. As my bonus action first. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to in a line to get in all because yeah, they're cone. yeah, in a, in a cone. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna you can hit all of them with the cone. I can? Okay. Yeah, I wanna yeah, yeah. I wanna breathe uh any tiny things. Lightning damage on them to okay, get that extra point two. Uh that is a dex of fourteen. Dex of fourteen. Okay. Uh Grung one succeeds. Okay. Grung two succeeds. Okay. Grung three fails. Okay. Uh, and then the red one uh, fails as well. Okay. Um, I still have to do 4d6 of lightning damage. 4d6 of lightning damage. The two that succeed take half. The other yes. two take the full. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Plus two for my lightning affinity. So that's 11 points. 11. So five for the halves. Um, and I'm hoping kind of oh, like no. to shock them enough to get them to drop their blowtorch or blow blow pipes. Blow, blow pipes. Blow, blow, well, blow things. <laughs> you you try, you know, you you channel enough and two of them leap out of the way. Um, and okay. so they're only blasted by the lightning. But one little green frogman takes the full brunt of this lightning breath and he pops. It's no. like uh, oh, no! you just see him kind of like and then his body just kind of falls apart uh and the red one you can see it kind of like quivering and shaking and shuddering um and then you just hear like this big sort of like i'll i think azara will actually like gasp a little bit because that's not what she meant to do she just meant 11 to get points of to, damage man it killed him it's to just... drop the weapon <laughs> yeah oh no anything else from azara <laughs> agnes looks at azara like and azara looks Shock! So she's like, mortified. no, absolutely mortified. Okay, uh, <laughs> Marcel. So to describe what you see, emerging at the end of this corridor, coming from a, another room further down, you see this green-skinned, nine feet tall, scaled, mutated-looking troll. And you can see its body is covered with boils and pustules. And it has this thick yellow pus kind of seeping all over its body. And in its hand, it has a leash. Like it has four leather leashes 
and it's pulling it behind it. And you can see that there are four humanoid figures kind of stumbling weakly um, behind it as well. And it kind of looks in your direction. What would you like to do? Do I recognize anyone on the leash to match the description of the mason? Yes, there is a dwarven woman. Um, she looks very exhausted, like she can barely stand up. Um, and she's kind of being pulled and yanked around by this leash. Um, and then there are three more, like a mixture of humans and uh, humans and half-elves and the dwarf. Um, but there's very clearly a dwarven woman who would match Dagmar's description. I want to ask her really quick. I just like point my sword be like, are you Dagmar? You see, like, she kind of blinks at recognition of the name and sort of squints. Yeah. Help. Point to the big guy. You there. Release them now and your death will be quick and painless. I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> that was not an option. And I'm gonna firebolt them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you the fly the fire launches from the blade uh give me the attack roll yep that is a it's about 30 Four... feet away from you as well by the way that is a 14 to hit 14 to hit is just not enough you see that this thing um it brings up one claw and smacks the fire out of the air and you can see it doesn't like the momentary touch but it, it isn't enough to get the full spell to impact against its body um and it just kind of <laughs> fire no okay well no fire then uh with war magic i'm going to take a swing at it so you will need to move 30 feet up to it, which you can do you can move in between attacks so you can cast a spell move in and then swing a sword at it but you'll need to get into melee that's fine with me okay go for it all right ah that's better uh for uh 21 that will hit, however, as the sword connects. So that is uh, eight total damage. Eight total damage. And then I would and like then... to uh, use my action surge. Before you do that, as the <gasps> sword bites into this thing's flesh, as it hits in and you pull the sword free, this horrid, misty, like, pus erupts out from the no! wound. You are going to take eight points of poison damage, but more importantly, the four individuals being dragged on the leashes are also sprayed by this mist. Oh. Um, and you can see that you can see they've already got, like, several burns and things, and they kind of hold their arms up as if they get sprayed by it. One of them kind of stumbles to a knee but manages to keep standing. Um, but yeah. What would you uh, would you like to continue? Fuck. <laughs> um. Then I, you don't have to use your action search. You know what? You still could as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know what? I'll use. What? 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 What were the leashes? Were they like metal or leather? Like... They're like a thick okay. leather. They look like then... they'd be made from like um horse, you know, harness. I want to, I want to use my action surge to try and uh, hack them off the leashes. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just make an attack roll for me. You just need to hit the leash. It will it will snap with one good swing. So, uh, okay, that is a. And I'm assuming, do you want to go for Dagmar first, or like, do you want to target her leash first and then go for another one? Are they like that separated? I was thinking, like, uh, if yeah, they're like you, together, you need okay. to target each leash individually. Okay, then Dagmar first. That is okay. a total of twelve to hit. 12 um it, it's such a thin narrow piece that the swipe just barely goes wide um and does not connect cool do you have extra attack because if you use action surge I... you get both attacks oh oh my god i okay mm. so here action okay so that good. so we're gonna do that and then try <laughs> again yep sure and i'm just gonna use everything to try and you know, kill a small piece of leather. Yep. It's just hitting it. Once you, if you can hit it, it will break. It's just, you've got to hit it. And you were close, but it does just... a 19 hit. Yes, that definitely <laughs> does. And you see the leather kind of snap um, and Dagmar staggers back. And she definitely seems to realize what you've done. And you can see that she's getting ready to, to move out of the way as best as she can. Um, it's not quite her initiative um, that she does that. Um, but yeah, I missed that. Anything else, Marcel? No, that would be it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you see that the wound that you dealt to this troll begins melding and the flesh begins uh, kind of matching and, and uh, fixing again together as it regenerates some of the damage that you dealt. Uh, and then it's basically going to try and swipe at you twice and bite you uh, as it swings. The first one is a nine to hit, Marcel. Nope. Nope. Uh, the second one is a 16 to hit. Yep. Uh, and then the third one is a, oh yeah, that's like a 25 to hit. Uh, so let's see, that's this, that's this. So that's going to be 10 points of slashing damage and two points of poison damage from the first claw. And then uh, another 10 points of slashing damage and four points of poison damage is the second claw. <laughs> slam into you trying to parry and deflect yourself as these two claws come come smashing in um and it just roars this my cave my land my worshippers agnes marcel's like replies he's like wreathing in pain and poison and he's just shut up <laughs> agnes is gonna is gonna put her hands up and she's gonna go hey there big fella Sun's getting real low. <laughs> and she's going to cast Charm Monster on him. Oh, shit. Charm Monster specifically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wisdom saving throw, I take it. Yeah, at 15. 56? So you Aha! watch, like, you hold the hand up, and it kind of just, its eyes kind of go slack. <sighs> Holds its hand up. <sighs> nice okay. lady. Yeah. Yeah, I am a nice lady. And you're a nice creature troll. as well. Troll. You're a nice troll as well. You know what nice trolls do? They let go uh, of leashes. But they make my house bigger. Leashes make your house bigger? No, squishy ones on leash. Well, I think you should let go. Mm. Okay. Good job. And, like lets the leashes go. 
and you can see that the the stone cutters and Dagmar are kind of like kneeling on the ground. You can see they look exhausted, like they haven't been, they've not slept and eaten, um, but they kind of like slump down. Uh, the big troll kind of looks around like, oh, froggies, no kill nice lady, kill other ones. Oh, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> Tarkle. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Because there's still some little frogmen, um, but you don't know how they're going to react. They they they're still reeling from the lightning breath. So what do you My do? Bad. Oh, actually, Mark, he should have had advantage because we're fighting the troll. Thank you. Uh, that's a three. So it was worse. okay. Good. <laughs> so it all plays out. Okay. Um. So the troll. I, I did when he let go of the leashes. Did the other people like back up? Wait. Did they back away? Yes. Two things. First, I have yep. a bonus action. And second thing, I also whisper to my companions, if you hit him, <laughs> it will it will end the spell. Okay. Be careful. I, you guys know each other well enough, by the way, that like, yeah, stuff like that, feel free to just say you guys would know that if you break, if you attack, it's going to break the spell. I don't care about stuff like that. Um, okay. But yeah, bonus action, if you want to, um, what do you want to do with that? Just quickly before we do talk owl. Uh, Well, actually, I was going to say that I do some damage with my wildfire spirit, but if I'm trying to keep the troll charmed, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not. I'm just gonna move over okay. toward the the prisoners. The and, prisoners, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Taco, for your question, uh, they don't back away. Most of them just kind of collapse to their knees where they were. Um, you can see that they're just so exhausted. Um, Dagmar is trying to pick herself up and you can see her like reaching for a pickaxe that's nearby uh, and she's kind of like reaching for it, but she looks woozy and, uh, you know, somebody who hasn't been looked after very well. Um, okay. Um, I think, well, I would just want to, if I can get close to the prisoners and help them, like, yeah, well, am I going to have is... enough movement to help them move any way towards the exit of the cave or you will do you won't be able to fully exit but you'll be able to get them to basically where the little frog guys are and you can probably carry one of them like you can kind of like have one up on your sh like you know half shoulders somebody and move with okay them, um, yeah if you want I, to yeah i'd like to do that I'll, i want to grab dagmar okay she she as you're kind of pulling she's like no i've got to the others they got to save them as well this my mess and she's kind of but she can't she has no strength to fight back so you're kind of pulling her away yeah. um as you do so okay yeah you yeah. to save all the, of you the, and that's that's my turn okay yeah the troll doesn't attack you because it's so focused on agnes it's just sort of like oh who's taking my squishy ones uh, froggies stop them um <laughs> the frogs two of the frogs just take one look at azara and the kind of pink mess of their friend they look at the red one and they're like and then the red one uh i'm gonna make a quick saving throw the red one looks at azara with all the hatred that a tiny frog can muster and it points at azara uh, and the all three of them are gonna go for Azara's best. <laughs> as they can. Aww, you it's like little their, toddlers you killed their against brother. a sorcerer. Yeah, this isn't uh, gonna go well for them though. So uh, seventeen that with hits. the first blow dart. Yeah. Uh, the next one is only an eleven with the next nope. blow dart, 
And then the next one is an 11 with that blow dart. So that's nope. the three regular guns. So you take, ooh, three points of piercing damage, but I need you to make a con save. Okay. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. Uh, that is, ooh, just a failure by one. Oh no! So you're gonna take five points of poison damage. Um, and uh, yeah, you feel like your body kind of getting sluggish. One of your arms feels really numb as this long, thin, almost looks like a piece of coral is like sticking out of your neck. And you're like, ah, as this thing slowly begins uh, making its way through your system, this toxin. Uh, That's rude. Uh, and then after that, the red one will kind of just jump up and down really, really angrily. And it will raise its little hands and all these tiny little stone spikes begin conjuring beneath your feet. It's just like, it's like almost like little stone caltrops begin emerging under everybody's feet as it does so. Um, Azara, what would you like to do? Well, now I don't feel bad about killing them. <laughs> <laughs> they um, hurt me, now they must die. I, that's how it goes. <laughs> so I might as well... Let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that sucks for them. Okay, I'm going to... There's only three of them left, right? There's three green ones and one red one. Three green and one red. Ah, yeah. never mind. Two of the green ones look really hurt as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I might as well. Um, so for the two green ones that are hurt and then mm -hmm. the red one, I'm going to cast Mind Thrust at the fourth level. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I just watched Jonathan like Google mind thrust. <laughs> like, like, you were awakened. Uh, I thrust a lance of psychic disruption into the mind of one creature, but at the fourth level, it's two additional targets okay. um, that I can see within range. The target must make an intelligence saving throw. On a failed save, they take a 3d6 psychic damage, and it can't take a reaction until the end of its turn. Moreover, on its next turn, it must choose whether it gets a move, an action, or a bonus action. It only gets one of the three. Okay. One of the green ones succeeds. Okay. How, I don't really know, but it, <laughs> uh, it resists. But yeah, the, the red one and the other green one fail. They, okay. Whatever you do. So was it 3d8 psychic? Uh, 3d6, and he still, the one that saved, still takes half as much damage, but he doesn't Does suffer it... the effects. Okay. Does it do increased damage if you use a high level spell as well? Just no, it's just an additional okay. target. All right. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, let's see. Oh, God. That, oh, no. That's 16 points of damage. Right. Okay. Yep. 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 So all three of them die. Um, you watch as their little froggy heads, you just see them like begin to shake, like their little heads begin vibrating. And then you just hear a. <laughs> and they just collapse, like little blood spurts out their little froggy ears. And then they just fall down dead. <laughs> Dude, this is like this is like watching like a giant with immense strength like try yeah. to pick up a tiny ant and just like, <laughs> like um I the last the last remaining frog just gets on his knees and like holds like the little body of his like red like oh. friend. <laughs> and he just looks up at the the group of you. You're out of initiative. <laughs> Azara, think... maybe some uh maybe some restraint here pretty Thank... lady they killed my froggies in my defense I... they shot me with poison <laughs> i like the froggies 
Perhaps we should get we'll... everyone out of here. Uh, <laughs> post haste. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, my friend Troll, we're, we'll go outside and and check if there's anyone else threatening your froggies. Oh, okay, okay, good. You Careful. stay here. Outside, bright, no good. We'll be careful. Stay dark. Okay. And I, I'm good like friend. with Tarkal. I'm kind of like ushering the people behind me. Like yeah, we'll yeah. Be, like with we'll everybody outside. Help. Yeah. How, what does Marcel? Any anything? Like, do, are you just like? Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, if we're if we're like leaving and like carrying uh -huh. people out of the cave, are we like basically out of the cave at this point? You can yeah yeah. I mean, there's no threats to you anymore. You've got one super sad frog and one charmed <laughs> troll. So. Um, on our way out. As we're like, oh. oh. No, no, go, go on. Go, uh, if go you go, it. Nate, and then I was we'll going to say, as we're, as we're like walking out, I'll like tail the end. And like, once we're at the exit, I'm going to turn around at the red frog, at the red frog and just flick a little ice knife at him. What? Uh, that the changed red exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> There's a green one left. Okay. So, oh, green yeah. Ones. So you guys get to the end and then both Azara and Marcel, you both. No, it's going to heal it. Oh, you were gonna hear it. Okay. So, so Marcel, you do your ice knife, and then Mika, how are you? What are you healing it with? Like a kill runes well, or something? Or? No. Well, I mean, if he throws an ice knife at it, that's it. I can't do shit. <laughs> so you reach so. out for him as this knife. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that's I was a... like, I was gonna reach out to to pat him on the head as an apology mm -hmm. and give him. Well. Well, that's a fifteen I... to hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that hits the tiny frog. Yeah, absolutely. Okay um that would why be... this can get really good technically because i'm i'm like i'm like hurting bleeding out and everyone's just like oh let's just walk out i'm like Ugh. and that uh, seven damage yeah okay seven okay cool and then uh the ice knife explodes yep there we go <laughs> uh so, so this that shot is... of ice embeds into the little frog's chest and then <laughs> Healing uh, another eight points of damage. Oh yeah, you kill him. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he just watches this this ice embedded in his chest just erupts. What's the? How much does it erupt? Like, is it five foot radius around? It's a five foot radius. Oh, yeah, it's not enough to hit the troll. Uh, Dang it. But yeah, you just see it kind of explode, and the troll looks down and he looks up. He's like, "Friend, he killed my last froggy." I don't. Kill I don't him. We should kill him. I, I'm I'm so sorry. I don't know why he did that. I I can't answer for him at all. I look at Marcel. I am covered in blood, yellow acid, holding my side. My like arm is limp, and I like can't walk straight. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I kill. I like hobble out. You see, the troll is beginning to approach, like the exit of the. No, tunnel. no, it's you like, stay there. It's really no, it's. It's really important that you stay there. The, we're outside. We're going outside. It's very bright, oh, scary. My friend, he killed my last froggy. Oh, I he he'll he'll pro you know what? He'll probably die outside. Yes, Good. I'm going to go outside and die for killing you. Bad, you should die, bad man. <clears throat> yes, I am a very bad. You see man. the troll kind of slink around like. Now I've got no squishy. Now I've got no froggy. I get. I find more froggy. I find you, bad man. I find you. And then it retreats into its little cave troll, hot troll cave. 
Have um, day. And yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys find yourselves outside uh, with four very exhausted prisoners, but very grateful to be rescued. Um, Marcel heavily injured, and the image of a lot of exploded dead froggies. Uh, I look at Azara and Marcel, that. and I'm like, "Why? Why? They were." a semi-intelligent slave race basically why would you why in my defense before marcel killed the last one i was going to heal it i felt bad what strategic importance did it have to kill the frog people marcel i felt better they were worshiping this this thing that was keeping innocent people enslaved i'd I'd say given the chance they would have tried even harder to kill us and they would have failed well it's fail now or fail in the future i brought them all together i respect your opinion and i disagree anyway she turns and she goes to administer can i can i can i roll insight on that respecting opinion Cool. Okay. So, um, I mean, yeah. That, cool. I so that's a 17 need, doubt. I, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I think she <laughs> I think wants you know to it. respect your opinion. Anyway, then she just turns her attention to the prisoners and trying to like, do any of them look in such bad shape that we need to cure wounds before we get them back? I mean, they were all splashed by some of that acid for sure. Some of them definitely could use light healing, um, not anything massive or major. The biggest thing that you can tell that the biggest worry for them is they just look exhausted. Like they look like they've had days without food and sleep. Um, you know, they, they mainly need rest, but certainly some healing would give them some energy to help them get back. Um, you know, otherwise you might probably need to carry some of them. Yeah, I'll cast Cure Wounds on whoever looks the most like can't even stand on their own i mean that's pretty much all four of them um i mean you i could cast do it like on a... the stonemason lady whose name um, i keep forgetting dagmar 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 yeah uh, cast yeah, on dagmar can... sure um yeah i mean it's i if you're casting at first level it's fine i'm not going to track hit points on these guys you see a little bit of life and color come back to her skin and you she's currently still like being supported up by tarkal um and she kind of looks up at tarkal kind of blinking for a moment um and she's you know she's dwarven in stature but she has bright red hair um rosy cheeks big blue eyes uh, and she kind of blinks um you can see she's kind of a bit dirty where she's been like kept in squalid conditions but she also looks like she's got fucking buff arms you know like this is a this is somebody who works with stone every day um she's very well built very athletic uh and she kind of like blinks ah thank you oh thank you all I thought that thing was going to be the death of all of us. Um, Dagmar, I and I, I come from Evening Star Adventurers. If you can just get me back there, uh, we should have some some folks that can look after me. Um, just get me back there. They'll make sure that you get a reward or something. Uh, Rescuing you is its own reward. Oh, well, to be rescued not just by uh, some kindly adventurers, but some sweethearts as well. That's very kind of you, young lady. Thank you. Um, oh, I, I check if any of them are missing an arm. Uh, none of these guys are, no. None of these you. guys are missing an arm. She looks relieved. Um, okay. I have rations in my equipment. Can I, like, split up the rations and, oh, and give yeah. them out? Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, I want to yeah, kind of they... 
rifle through my my pouch and and start handing out like some pieces of bread and i'll say um what our dear lady here has failed to also mention is that this is lady agnes crown silver lord tarkal crown silver the new baron and baroness of evening star so it is actually our not just our pleasure but our job to um return you to your home I think the the three other stonecutters don't really notice what you're saying. They're too busy, <laughs> like food, drink, water, food. Like they're they're so focused on that. But Dagmar literally stops midway through a mouthful as you say, "This is Lord and Lady Crown Silver," and you just hear like, a <coughs> <laughs> "I am so sorry, uh, Lord, my uh, Lord and Lady. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to." mistake you for just some common adventures <laughs> you just gotta understand i didn't expect you to come for us yourselves um i knew i'd heard that you might be coming uh, thank you thank you very much I, I can only express my my deepest gratitude uh thank you so much um it's still our pleasure regardless of our titles we know that it's different to have the nobility venture out uh themselves but i, I things are going to be different in evening star uh, for the better, and we would appreciate if this act proves that we have your interest and the people's of Evening Star's best interest in mind as things oh, move uh, forward. You speak very kindly, my lord, and, and uh, of course, uh, you don't need to. to I, I'm not some, I, I'm not actually from Cormier originally, so a lot of your fancy noble speak, it I don't really get a lot of it, but I, I understand what you're saying, and, and yes, of course, uh, I'll make sure that people know uh, it's good to see some folks actually getting something done uh the last the last lord of evening star he was a bit of a well he was a bit of a wet blanket to be honest a bit of a miser and a coward so it's great to see people that actually give a damn and are willing to put their own necks on the line uh, there's plenty of people like that in coming i'm rambling i'm sorry i do that when i'm a bit nervous and I, i'm a bit unsure um I, i'm i'm glad and of course i will and no doubt you'll have work for me to be doing, uh, place, things to build, uh, a quarry to get started. Uh, it's really a, a fine location. I do think maybe if we can send some people to kill that troll eventually, that would be really good. It doesn't, you know, just send some soldiers with a bunch of fire and burn him out or something. But he's going to be a fucking problem if we leave uh, him. To oh, be we're not troll. leaving the troll. We're not leaving here before killing the troll. And I look to Agnes and, and the party. I oh, assume we're, we're going back in there while he's still your friend, right? He does seem to be quite a threat to our people. Marcel's like... Oh. Marcel's bleeding. Now he just... <laughs> <sighs> he turns around and starts like limping back <laughs> toward the cave. Um, before he does that, I want to grab his, his shoulder gently, because I know he's injured, and give him the uh, potion, the, the red one, the minor healing potion. The standard one? Standard one. Yeah, standard healing potion. And I want to, I want to slap it on his chest and be like, "Don't, don't, don't be an idiot." Do you drink it, Marcel? Mm. No promises. Look, 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 look. <laughs> Ooh, very good, Poshian. Uh, that is uh, seven uh, plus two, nine hit points for a regular. Um, nine hit points of healing back. So, Agnes, do you think you can, uh, you can get real close to this troll, or just surprise him with some sort of fire? It sounded like he didn't like fire when. Marcel attempted to uh, burn him. Yes, I have plenty of fire. Do you do you have anything specific you'd like me to distract him toward, or? I just think he he seems to think you're very very. Uh, he keeps calling you pretty friend. So you ha you have him you have him charmed. Just I'm sure whatever you do, he's not going to suspect you're 
meaning ill will until it happens. So Certainly. ideally, I'll, ideally, I'll as you cast, I could toss my dagger as well. So maybe we could hit. I don't know how illegal that is above game, but I, I, I figured we can make a, a, a plan of action where. Basically, you guys will have a surprise round because he, as long as you're with Agnes, he's just like, yep, Agnes is my friend. Like, as, as you know, she doesn't suspect any foul play. So you could all basically go, I'm going to ready an action to throw a knife, to cast Firebolt, to cast whatever spell. Agnes does it, and then all of your readied actions would go off immediately. And then we'd go into a proper round of initiative, basically. Um, we could run it like that. Uh, very easy to do. Like I said, uh, how long does Charm Monster last, uh, Anna? Is it an hour? Mm, I think it's an hour. Let me double check. Yeah. If you can check uh, that. It uh, is one hour. Yeah. So you still have plenty of time left on that. You can easily make your way back. Is there anything, any other preparations, any other spells or things that the rest of you want to do as you're heading back in? Yes. I, I would. I'm... Oh, go for it. No, go ahead. I want to cast um, Flame Blade. Okay. So that I can have my blade ready. Okay. So I have, I just go, and a sword made out of fire appears in my hand. This long blade of flame. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to summon my fire elemental. Um, okay. And have Excuse it kind me? of. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> fire. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna summon my fire elemental and have it kind of trail out out of sight because I feel like it was. It wasn't there when we were all, you know, on Agnes's yeah. side. Big living dragon man of flame would probably draw the troll's ire, if nothing else. Eh, uh, maybe. Eh, maybe. Eh. Um, cool. And you've got, you, do you want to get the stats for that up? If you've not I have that up. Uh, Perfect. Amazing. The, do you need me to tell them to you currently? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, Just okay. Make sure that yeah. they're ready to go. All ready um, to go. Tarkle, uh, Marcel, anything from you guys? I'm just going to ready a firebolt for whatever stuff starts happening. Okay. So as soon as basically it all kicks off, you're going to cast firebolt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just going to go classic uh, kiss of silver, uh, assassinate, etc. Yeah. I mean, yeah this would be a surprise round. So you could absolutely set this up for an assassinate, right? Because I think you get auto crit on a surprise round. So yep. um, yeah. Do you just want to make a stealth check for me actually, just so that you're like to, to make sure that you're hidden properly to strike from the shadows. Sure. Thank you. Uh, 10 plus 10 is 20. Yeah, okay, this thing's not gonna fucking see you. Right, so <laughs> you make your ways um, back into the cave. Um, you find the cavern, dead frogs, um, but you can hear kind of grumbling and groaning coming from that, that second cave behind the poisoned curtain, if you will. Um, do you guys call out for the monster or do you wanna try and head through and catch it in its personal lair? Let's have, I, I'll say, friend, come out. Huh? For friend? Pretty friend. Um, come out. Have you brought that nasty one for me to kill? And then you see a big kind of claw push the, the poisoned vines as he kind of steps through this big, tall, you know, deformed, long-faced troll being emerges covered in its sickening venom pustules. Uh, and it I have brought him. Dead you in the eyes. Oh, good. Me kill. Me kill. But, but I want to give you one chance to change your ways and become someone who does not kill. Why? Why? I like pretty friend, but me kill all the others. Me let you. No. Live. You good friend. Yes. All right. Well, may 
get more froggies, get more squish. All right. If that's your intention, then unfortunately we can no longer be friends. Oh, pretty friend. Why? <laughs> he just looks really sad as you say I'm, that. I'm very sorry, but I, sometimes these things happen when I, I can't allow myself to align with your views. And unfortunately, you pose a danger to my town. What is view? Oh, God. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> she just, she's like, Oh man, and then she just hits him with the flamethrower. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, it's it does have to be a melee attack. I think it's a melee spell attack with a flame sword, and then everybody yeah. else's stuff basically all happens right. So we'll just we'll start with Agnes, and then we'll go down with everybody else. All right, my melee spell attack is going to be twenty-three. That is a hit. <laughs> that is definitely yeah. a hit. And it's 3d6 fire damage. So let's see. Oh, yeah. 5, oh, yeah. 11, 13. 13 uh, points of fire damage. And then also my um, my wildfire spirit is also going to pew pew a flame seed. Is it? Okay. For how and much? And that'll be 1d8 plus 2. Or wait. I think. Sorry. It, it's different than on this chart. One sec, okay. one sec. Ah, learning new abilities. <laughs> it's always, okay, 1d6 plus three is what it is. Okay. Okay. Whoa! It's just Six. everything that can happen. Six fire damage. Six points of fire damage. Okay, yeah. so as you strike it with a flame blade and you see it roar in defiance, as this charm is broken, you just hear friend live as the flame courses down its body. These venom sacks explode and coat you in 10 poison damage as it hits you. As the I actually, fire actually I did three more fire damage to him. I forgot to okay. die. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, as the fire seed hits the creature, Agnes, you take another five poison damage as more as the wound hits, more venom and poison sprays all over you as you move next to this thing. Um, so I, I got five and what was the first amount? Ten. Ten. Okay. Ten poison Ew. damage. And then we have let's do Tarkle's uh throwing a knife. Okay. So this would be at advantage. So eighteen be. plus seven, twenty-five, and then not twenty-five. Yeah, it that is a hit and it's automatically a crit because of assassinate. So do you do you do double damage for crit or do you roll so all the, the damage way I like The way I personally like to do crits, I know this isn't um, normal D&D, &D, what I tend to do is you max all the you max the dice and then you roll the dice one more time. So if, you're, if your dagger is a D4 plus 4 whatever, you do 4 max of the D4 plus the 4 for your mod and then you'd roll another D4 on top of it and then you do the same for the sneak attack damage. So, Whoa. Okay, so then 1d4 plus 4, so the base damage would be 8, and then I roll yep. another d4. Yep, that's okay. just for the dagger, and then we'll do the sneak attack separately. Okay, so that's going to be 10 for that. 10 points for that. And, and then, then you want me to take the damage? 4d6. So what's the max of 4d6? That's 24. 12, 24 plus another 4d6. Okay, wow. I'm just going to roll it on Dean to Beyond then. Uh, this this is everyone. how I do crits to you guys, by the way. That's really yes. cool. That's that's it, amazing. It makes them scary and it makes them fun for you guys. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I rolled really 18. Well. So then 24 plus 18 for the sneak attack damage. 18 plus 24 is... 42. 42 points of damage. So, and then the dagger was 10. So 52 total. Yeah. 
I got that. So the the knife just comes whipping out the shadows and cuts the jugular line across this troll's neck. Um, and you just see this bile blood just sprays everywhere over Agnes again. Uh, for 13 poison damage, Agnes, as this, as every time it gets hit, this poison erupts out of the creature's body. But you see its hands go up to its throat and it. <coughs> I can barely talk. Marcel, or, uh, well, we've got uh, Azara and then Marcel. I don't know what you guys want to just go at the same time. Uh, I've got a fireball ready to go. I was going to have a fireball ready to go. I was going to have a fireball ready to go. Well, my... Sure. Cool. Go for it. All right. My, uh, we'll do Marcel fire... and then we'll do fireball. Yeah. Firebolt was a 26 to hit. That's a hit. So that is going to be... rolling it's rolling come on <laughs> uh seven really seven fire damage oh that's unfortunate but yeah you so you strike with a fire and so as as this kind of throat wound is opened by tarkle's knife the firebolt singes in burning the muscles and things like that but again it kind of like this gout of vomit emerges over agnes another six points of poison damage agnes um, it's just, the flame blade was a really bad idea in retrospect. <laughs> really bad. I have tons of ranged fire. <laughs> I know. It was one of those things that when you said it, I was like, okay. Um, and then fireball uh, from uh, it, Zara. It, yeah, hoping to cauterize this. Uh, okay. This so I'm guessing you want to place the fireball so it's behind the creature so it doesn't ha hit. Actually. Yes, I'm, I'm actually hoping that it, it either cauterizes the wound or like burns the back of him. Two plus one on the deck save. So oh, well, the save. deck save is 14. So that's going to be, uh, I'm casting it at the third level. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be how many? 8d6. Eight D Do I have them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nice. Uh, wow. That's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, in the back behind this creature, this explosion of orange flame erupts and it cascades through the tunnel, completely engulfing this troll. But as it's as it does, the last remnants of it, just this final surge of acid, washes over Agnes for another eleven. Oh no, damage. I'm sorry, I tried. Um, but then it's just okay. this crumbled, charred corpse lands on the ground. Um, and Agnes, you feel awful. You are just you feel shivery and cold and feverish. Your skin is red wherever it's been exposed to this poison. It's red and blistered. Um, it's like having chlorine in your eyes. They're stinging. Um, and yeah, you just are covered in this stuff <laughs> as you fight. But the body of this charred troll just... Uh, Agnes is like, I'm, I'm gonna go now. And she starts just trudging out of the cave. Just out of interest, Anna, how many hit points did you have left? I had 14 left. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so one or two more of those and I would have been poison toast. Yep, definitely. Um, as uh, as she's like kind of walking out past the cave, I'm still kind of holding my arm. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, good thing there wasn't any advantage to killing that last frog. I can't even open my eyes to look at him. I'm just like, 
Amazing. Um, yeah. I, I, anything else from anybody else? Uh, my, I just want to note that my fire spirit looks really disappointed that he didn't get to do anything <laughs> before I unsummon him. He kind of like kicks at the ground. <laughs> Shocks. <laughs> like this big ferocious fire dragon. It's like, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't get to fight the troll. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to fight the troll. <laughs> I just wave him away and he unsummons. Yeah. I want to um I want to check like does it does it seem like this cave is empty now? Like this was Yeah, so this back so if you kind of head back where it was, all the moss that was like hanging down, the poison moss is all burnt away by the fireball as well. If you mm. if you head back there, you can see that there is some um like scavenged mining equipment, so like pickaxes and chisels. Um, and it looks like that the the prisoners were being used to kind of forcibly open up this cave system and like make it bigger. Um, you can see that there's all sorts of like, you know, dirty piles of hay, old blankets that have been stolen from somewhere. Um, it, it's a pretty foul smelling, disgusting lair of this creature. There's nothing really that immediately grabs your attention as being valuable or worthwhile um except for maybe just for a brief moment tarkal especially you think that in the shimmering the the walls of the stone here are almost polished they're like andrastite where it's kind of got the shimmer to them and you can kind of see a kind of semi-reflection in the fading light of agnes's fire spirit behind um you can kind of almost see your own silhouette of of uh, reflection and you swear for a second the form seems to shift into the robed green-eyed woman that you saw in the keep uh, and just kind of like looks at you, directly at you, Tarkle, smiles, and then you blink and it's back to yourself. Oh, I got goosebumps. Tarkle has goosebumps. Um, uh, I, is it worth me taking this equipment, the mining equipment back? You, I mean, you could send somebody to pick this stuff up. Now that the troll's been dispatched, like carrying it all by yourself would be exhausting and you'd have to make multiple trips. You could probably just say, hey, can we get a couple of people to go up and fetch all that equipment from okay. there? You know, that'd be way very easy for somebody in the in the town to do. Sweet. Then uh, then if there's something of value here, then I'm just going to walk out. Tarko's going to walk out kind of just like shaking his head and squeezing between his eyes. and Sure. Uh as you do so um marcel as you're kind of making your way out with everyone else you hear in your mind like are you okay uh, that seemed extremely painful i got some of it on me on the blade uh it, it seemed pretty potent stuff we've been through worse we'll be all right i know, I know. Uh, that the red-headed one seemed to well i think she might perhaps understand why you were a bit annoyed perhaps after what she just went through mm. you know Maybe. you could be you could be a bit nicer you know just a little bit get some rest <laughs> dang okay yeah all right uh anything else from anything else anybody else um i do want to walk over to agnes um sure. yeah good and but kind of staying far away because I don't want to get any acid on me. Um, Lady Crown Silver, uh, I, I see that you are are in pain. Um, you are you are suffering. Uh, would you 
like to use this last healing potion we have, or would you like to save it for a future adventure? I'd like to give you the option. I don't want you to uh, uh, decompose any further. <laughs> However, uh, I, I worry until we get a proper uh, apostate, a, pro- a proper potioner in our in our kingdom, these may be scarce. So maybe if you would like to use this potion today, we can put that on the priority list of of getting an apothecary in town. It's I'm I'm fine. Just save it. I I just need some rest. I'm I'm fine. Okay. Um, I still would like to make the note about the apothecary. If that's yeah, uh, that's fine. Right. Yes. I, I see you're busy, and I just kind of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scuttle away. Scuttle away. I, yes, I've made my suggestion. Yes, I've made. Seller. I've made my point. Ocean Seller. Um, you, yeah, you guys make your way back to the town. Um, as you do, the the miners now have the stone cutter. Sorry, having now eaten um, with Dagmar being a bit healed. Uh, healed. Um, they, their spirits seem higher. You can see that as they pass the camp. There's definitely a look of sadness. Uh, Dagmar informs you that at least two of their members were killed by the troll. Uh, one of them was killed mm. at the camp when they were taken prisoner, and then the other one was eaten midway uh, as a snack um, oh. as they make their way home. Um, but they are relieved to be back. Uh, and as you arrive, uh, you return to Evening Star, the town, and you can see that hundreds of people have gathered and they are waiting, waiting for you to all return banners have been put up they look old they look like perhaps old festival banners um you can see that there is something of a small uh kind of cooking celebration like people have baked goods and have laid out long picnic tables and they've they've placed them all out um and dusk is mingling with a few people there's a few guards and uh, lady Alyssa, your knight uh, blade captain is there as well and as you emerge back in the town and people realize it's you this huge cheer begins going out and just rounds of applause um people all start making their way up to you like oh thank you lord lady crown silver thank you magister thank you minister like kind of wanting to shake your hands pat you on the back um they kind of look at agnes like terrified as they see this horrible condition uh that you're in and i think when dusk notices uh he kind of quickly downplays it like oh uh, everyone we should give her 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 grace a bit of time to prepare but um they did just want to make you aware of their gratitude for everything you've done so far Uh, good counsel lord and lady uh we're going to be celebrating we've got some food we've managed to gather together a few things um obviously we understand that you have matters to attend to, but everyone just wanted to know that this is a very important day for Evening Star, and we're very glad that you're all here. Uh, I'll, I'll attend to you in the morrow. Um, get some rest. Uh, I'll attend to you in the morrow with some updates on uh, on our situation. Um, Tarkal can um, Tar- Tarkal can say a few words. Tarkal, you address the people. Uh, uh, oh, Baron, <laughs> yes, please, my lord. Uh, if you would, the people would love to hear from you. Um, People of, Cra- of, of, of of Evening Star. I almost said people of Crown Silver. People of Evening Star. Uh, we we uh we have slain the troll that had stolen our stone cutters, uh, and he will trouble us no more. We have taken the keep all within the first. How long have we been here? Like thirty six hours. <laughs> yeah, Day and a half. Two days. Yeah. Yes, less in less than two days we have done this, and and we hope this induce some some confidence in what we will do for you. 
we are not just rulers, we are here to serve. Uh, we will make life an evening star a pleasure. Nay, it will be desired across the land to, to live an evening star. There's like a big kind of cheer and you can see people kind of like, you know, the, the, uh, a chant begins kind of building um, crown silver, uh, to the prosperity, you know, prosper prosperity for the new for the village and stuff like that begins kind of building up. Um, and we see kind of, you know, if this were a movie, the camera would pan back as this large crowd is all kind of like cheering and celebrating, patting people on the back. Um, as I think Dusk and uh, Lady Alyssa very quickly shuffle Agnes off back to the <laughs> estate uh, to get some rest. Um, and people begin sort of crowding around. And I think, uh, yeah, we see, you know, lots of young people kind of turning their attention to these fabulous new lords these young you know uh, prospective leaders um and there is an air of hope uh and then just on the very edge uh across the river far far away from evening star itself uh, we see a woman with long dark hair and green robes just staring smiling at the village and that's where we're going to end today's episode Ooh, ah! so cinematic <laughs> I like doing stuff like that. I know it's kind of a bit immersion breaking, but I, I, oh, I, I that's how no, I picture I stuff in my it. head. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I, I would hope it. that there would be like little fireworks as Zara would have set off with minor illusion. Yeah, <laughs> Just to yeah, add to what Tarko was saying, you know, yeah, yeah, hype absolutely. the crowd up. <laughs> Just in the background, as we yeah. see that kind of final shot, just like little- Like uh, final scene of Mulan off. style where yeah, like yeah. the fireworks are going up. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and I think that, um, you know, Lady Alyssa is extremely worried about Agnes, and you can see, like, this huge half-orc, like, night woman, just like, oh, why did you go on your own kind of thing, like, um, fretting like a mother hen. We see Dusk kind of sat back and observing everything um, as it all goes down. But yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you guys, did you guys have fun? I hope so. Yes. Of course. Good, good sesh. So. Good yeah. sesh. Quick question. Yes. Um, the secrets that I have, not secrets, they'll be revealed. Your uh, letter. My letter that I have received, mm. uh, is this something in the next few sessions or is this something? I, it, it takes about four days from yesterday. So. Okay. And, and like I said, I think when we come back next week, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to accelerate some days. So we're okay. going to probably jump like three days ahead. Um, unless you guys, if you guys think of something like in three days, I would like to have done this that's totally fine let me know and we'll do that at the beginning of next week's session but i think we're going to jump ahead a little bit of time so that we can kind of be like right everybody's gotten settled like dagmar's back they've rested they've recovered dusk has had time to like go around and spread the message and get reports back on on the things that you guys want to do some other stuff is going to happen um but yeah we can we can go from there so yeah i think that by then we should have uh, you should have your your letter response uh for stuff cool uh, all right, should we do um, shout out things at the end? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shall we yeah. start with Nate? Hello. I had a fun time today. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, aside from that, not, not really much going on. So I'm going to pass it over to Mika. I also had a fun time today. So thank you, Mark. Um, I... Also don't have much going on, uh, but you can follow my Twitter and Instagram. They're at Mika Burton, but more importantly, follow my dog on Twitter. It's at Rini's Wild Shape. She's freaking adorable and she just got a haircut today. So I'm probably going to post that. So toodles. Hell yeah. Hell Hold yeah. Instagram for the win. Who uh, oh yeah, Anna, my bad. 
it turns out I also had a fun time today. So thank you, Mark. <laughs> Crazy. And yeah, uh, I announced a new role-playing show that I'm going to be starting next yes. month with um, the group of people that I have, for the most part, been playing with since I started playing D&D. &D. Um, cool. A lot of them were involved in the Misclicks crew. And it's going to be called Pawns and Patrons. It's going to be a really unique structure where we're playing like a domain character and multiple smaller adventurers who serve them so that'll happen once a month and watch social media for that i also have role playing for star wars coming up on thursday and if you uh want some comfy new clothes to wear during quarantine visit cantrip bratton cat cantrip brand.com for cantrip brand clothing that also supports nate and i thanks okay i choose shady Hi guys, I'm Shady. I'm in desperate need of a bio break. Uh, I am oh. looking for a uh, fall fall guys esports team. If anyone is looking, uh, I already have my first crown day one playing. Um, you can catch me on social media, and I am going to pop it over to Mark. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll be quick for Shady's benefit. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you for the players. If you want to see me do more DMing, D and D especially main campaign, and then we do Curse of Strahd on Thursdays as well. Um, come and check that out. That's the best thing you can do to support me is just go and watch High Rollers and tell people about High Rollers. Nobody knows about it. So go and tell people. Um, that's it. That's it for me. That's it from, I think, everybody. Um, thank you, White Text Friend. We will see you all next week, I think. I think that, that is, that's on the plan. So that's it from us. Um, take care. Goodbye, I guess. Bye, everyone. Forget the next couple lines, but uh, then it goes. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountain. Secret, 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 secret tunnel.